Welcome to uh, Mule Tip Tuesday. It's Tuesday, June 2nd, 2020. We're glad to be here with you. It's uh, been a good day. We've been out riding. We took the whole family out and uh, went for a little ride. Sky's got her head down because she is Sorry. Well, the last couple trying times to get when, on the live video too. Yeah, the the uh, I could see the questions from my phone in the other room or when he was gone, but then he wasn't seeing them. So I thought maybe if I pull it up, then yeah. we can teamwork and find the questions easier. Yeah, so that's what she's doing. So it's not like she's just trying to ignore you I'm not you ignoring guys. you. Okay. Anyways, welcome to Meal Tip Tuesday. And I uh, want to thank our sponsors, Ernest Brenneman Saddlery and Equine Jewel Designs. Um, Ernest builds great saddles. And Jack and Holly build some cool bridles. And uh, anyways, we appreciate them. Um... Wanted to do a clinic recap. We was in, we made it to uh, Dunnigan, California last week, and it was good to be back doing another clinic. And all of those California folks, they were glad to get out and do something, so it was good to be there. And uh, we had a great clinic. First day was brutally hot. It was like 104 and really hot, but by Saturday, folks were wearing jackets, so it turned out pretty good. But uh, anyways... <clears throat> I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about how how cool it was to see those guys. Uh, I wanted to highlight Mealmanship too. Hey, there's Marcia. She was at, or yeah. Mealmanship One is what I wanted to highlight. Marcia was in Mealmanship One as well. Anyways, good to see you on here. And um, that class did so good. They uh, Sky wasn't there. You missed out. I missed it. But we just went up the checklist and everybody progressed and did good and they worked at it and it was so cool to see that um anyways so shout out tell you mealmanship one folks from done again it was uh it was a heck of a good time there and thank you to kelly and mike mace for hosting that for us running i ranch if you guys never been to running i ranch you need to go um if you those of you that are into obstacle courses if that's you if you like that kind of stuff they got, got some good stuff we've been all over seen lots of obstacle courses across this country and they got the best it's pretty cool sorry those of you that have obstacle courses that are watching this <laughs> that we've been to i'm sorry but theirs is really cool so uh anyways they just was, have a lot of very they have tons stuff. they have tons of stuff challenging stuff and it's not just go through it stuff like sometimes the obstacle courses that just have just get through it scary stuff um, I'm not into that. Hey, Grandma. Grandma Sheila's watching. Grandma Sheila. Um, anyways, but they have some stuff where you have to be, you have to have your meals pretty handy. So it's, it's cool. They had an obstacle there. Um, if any of you are on our Facebook page, our group, um, I think somebody took a picture of that. Did you see that picture of that gate that's a wheel? Oh, I saw it, but I couldn't tell if it... So they it made a like gate. It looked like Kelly was going up to a gate, but I couldn't tell it was a yeah, gate. Yeah, they made a gate, and you had to had to basically side, slide a wheel down a track to go through the gate, and it was really cool. It was the most unique gate I've ever seen. But you really had to have your mule handy and stay right there with you and not just want to push through. Um, it was challenging. So, Anyways, um, also I wanted to talk about our uh, everyday mulemanship challenge. We were we just sent out, what, week number 22? Or what, 23? I've lost track. I can't remember. On the numbers. Somebody comment that's following along. That's your test. What week are we on? I think it's 22 or 23. Anyways, I sent out the one this past Sunday. And this week we're talking about the intro to a backup. And something that I wanted to clarify on that to make sure folks understand. 
Yeah, she says 22. Thank you. Um, so what I wanted to clarify on that is that it is super important to have a soft feel as your prerequisite to your backup and also to reward each step. It's super important to to have those pieces going. And if you if you had to firm up to get one step, you're definitely not ready to ask for two. If you had to firm up to get two steps, don't ask for three. So anyways, look at all these good people saying 22. I know, I was great. noticing that. Very anyways, good. great. So I uh, I pulled another another uh, journal entry out for our, our Mule Tip Tuesday today. And uh, I, I wrote this down. Um, August 20th, 2016. Anyways, it said, uh, be a person that your mule, or you could say, or your horse or your donkey. Lots of horse and donkey folks on here too, but uh, I wrote down, be a person that your mule looks forward to. What do you think of that? Forward to seeing. Forward, forward to, to seeing. Work, working with. They look forward to you. Like, they're glad to see you. And, um, I was thinking about my mule, Riata. How many of you guys know my mule, Riata, my red mule? My big red mule. You rode Riata today. I don't know. I think she's my big red no, mule. No, Sky's <laughs> rode her two days in a row, and I don't like it. I've been waiting. This I don't been like a plan. it. It's my okay. mule. This has been all part no, of the plan. I don't know. Riata's my best buddy. <laughs> what? I told, I told you earlier that Riata's the only one that loves me unconditionally. <laughs> Anyways, Rude. but I can walk out there anytime, and that mule will kind of. Kind of make some noises and perk up her ears, and she's glad to see me. I've, I've rode that mule all day long, pushing cows and stuff, and and then I'll put her away, and I'll come back out later to feed, and she'll still be excited to see me. I can still catch her. Anyways, she follows him as he she goes. Does. He walks back and forth. Yep. She'll follow him. She'll be like, hey, you need anything? Yep. So, <laughs> anyways, but uh, when I wrote this, Riata, she was just uh, she wasn't even riding yet. She would be a yearling at that time, wouldn't she? So. Anyways, be a person that your mule or your horse or your donkey looks forward to. So I'll let you put whatever meaning that has in your life to it. And not just looking forward to you because you're going to give them a treat. That's not and it. And not because you're the one that That's feeds not them. It. Yep. <laughs> not just feeding time because they all look forward to feeding time. But anyways, <clears throat> Janice travels. Yeah, I saw that. She said, I think you may have offended Rietta with your comments about the size of her head. No, she does have a jug head. She knows She's, it. She has it's, a it's, gigantic, it's full of so yeah, many brains. It's, full to, so. It's, it's for to hold brains. So, <laughs> Anyway, so that's my tip for you. Let me know what you think of that tip for today. All right. Um, I had some questions from last week come in, and I want to cover those real quick. And uh, So I'm going to get to those. So Kathleen Keller, she asked, This is these are from last week. I didn't get to them, I'm sorry. But she asked, can you use the same techniques on donkeys? The answer is yes, absolutely. Everything we do, we do the same thing with horses, mules, donkeys. Um, there's way too many myths out there, in my opinion, about the differences. So many folks focus on the differences. And um, I like to focus on the similarities. They're all equine. They all uh, have the flight, the fight, and the freeze going on. Um, they all have the same senses going on and um, the same way of processing. Uh, people, they've dissected their brains and they have the same same brain build. It's, it's super interesting, all these things. So, so yeah, uh, I do the same thing, Kathleen Keller. I do the same stuff. 
The next question I got was from Ray Lockhart. He said, how would you get a mule to be more punctual? This is a good question, Ray. Um, the, the answer is make the right thing easier. How can you make the right thing easier? You need to have a plan A and a plan B. Plan A is you give them a good deal. Every time you give them a good deal, basically you say, please, every time. And if they don't take you up on a good deal, you firm up as much as needed. Make sure you underline as much as needed. Um, you firm up, and then you release the moment they they get better. So my answer is, if you want a mule to be more punctual, to give you an answer, you need to be more punctual on rewarding the answer. The quicker you can reward and release, the quicker they will learn, the more punctual they will get. Most folks that get mules that are a little kind of kind of a little bit sluggish, um, as far as turns and stops and whatever it, they're a little slow on the release so that's your answer ray i haven't seen ray's name on here have you ray say hello name. he's usually on here he ray's a regular watches. um all right the next question come from christy kovner is christy on here yet she's usually on here too um christy asks uh basically she's asking she's working on a horse that is kind of hard to saddle he wants to move around to saddle and she's saying when do you roll the hinds because she knows the answer of what i would do if i have, have a, a horse or a mule that wants to move around when i'm saddling i will uh i'll just roll the hinds a couple of steps reset and retry if they go to move again i'll roll the hinds again that's my favorite exercise my favorite move for a mule or horse that doesn't want to stand still anyway so she's asking well when do you roll the hinds because uh you know she's got the saddle on and should she just let the saddle fall off or should she when should she do it she, she should she cinch you up first that's hard to say <laughs> uh, yeah uh and the answer is it depends i don't know um if i got the saddle on say it's a colt for the very first time i'm gonna try to be as as smooth as i can about getting it cinched up and then going um if it's dancing all over the place, I might take the saddle back off and just do groundwork without the saddle, Christy. Um, I do not want to let that saddle fall off. If you're dealing with a mule or your horse that's hard to saddle and you let it fall off, I've seen a lot of mules and horses get set back from that, meaning they kind of get scared of it, and I, I wouldn't want to let it fall off. Uh, has it fallen off when I've worked on saddling? A thousand times I've dumped a saddle off. Um, so, anyways, there you go, Christy. Jeff Pace is on. I did a podcast with jeff pace this morning you guys are going to get to hear it in uh, in a little while sounded be, like a good one it was a good one jeff is one cool dude so i only heard, heard the one side of the conversation <laughs> what was jeff's he had a question last week he said if you breed a zebra and a horse you call it a zorse but if you breed a uh what do you say i don't know i didn't oh, know. Hey, oh he said how, if, how come when you breed a horse and a donkey they're not called a honky I see. That's what I call him. <laughs> so, anyways, that's a good question, there, Jeff. I don't know. You have to ask the officials, and I ain't official. So, Christy said thank you. There you go, Christy. Good to see you on here. You're welcome. Um, the next question I got uh, was also a, a applicable one that I want to talk about because I was dealing with this today. Um, it was from Rosina Schroeder. Rosina, are you on here? Say hello if you are. And she asked. How do you teach a young mule to go in any position in a group? And that was a perfect question because today, yesterday and today, I took uh, this young mule I got named Lariette out on a trail ride. And uh, 
anyways, first ride was last night. Second ride out was today. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, this first ride out on the mountain, out on the trail, was very interesting. But I, I bounced around all over Rosina. I went to the front of the line for a minute. The mule was a little worried about leading out. So then I went to the back of the line. Then I went to the middle of the line. I was moving around the whole time. Yeah. the whole time and then she was she was a little bit of a handful she didn't know how to it was pretty steep a little ride and she didn't know how to hold herself so we did lots of circles trying to slow her down going downhills and stuff but anyways rosina the answer how to teach them is just to do it you got to go do it you gotta you gotta move around um i'm i shifted gears uh i went from front to middle to back uh, i mean just constantly during that whole ride it was about a two-hour ride and Sometimes really fast. Time. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> fast. Sometimes couldn't slow her down. So, anyways, it was interesting. But let's go to the live questions now. I had, I had something. I can't remember if it was last week or the week before when you were talking about someone asked about when to bump and when to hold. Yeah. And kind of what I thought, because they said, because, you know, there's a release on the back side. Do you remember that conversation? Oh, yeah. They asked, uh, how come, how come when sometimes, you, well, sometimes it's okay to kick? Uh, and sometimes it's okay to hold pressure and, yeah. and talking about reins and yeah so I thought about that and I tried to think of the times when we do bump and usually that's with movement don't you think yep. it's when you're trying to time up with the feet yeah we have reaching exercise number one you guys have done in the in the clinics in mulemanship one before and sometimes we have to repeat it in mulemanship two but we do it in mulemanship one and uh, that's uh, you timing up with that front feet and moving that rein out so and then I thought about on the ground when you're rolling the hinds mm -hmm. and you'll bump there just because you're But it's timed up with the up. feet. It's timed right. up with the feet, yeah. If you bump on the reins, it needs to be timed up with the feet. I That'd can't remember be... who that was. Yeah, anyways. But anyway. Let's go to the live questions now. Okay. What do you got? I will tell you. If you guys you... got questions, go ahead and post them. I have uh, one here handy. Um, so Helena Taft. All right. She said, will you talk about how to teach your mule to be easier to catch out in the pasture? My mule's usually easy to catch, but every so often... Out in the pasture won't let her catch her. Well, if uh, it's it's hard to teach him to be caught in a big pasture, Helena. I mean, it's really challenging, and especially if you got them out on twenty acres and they're hard to catch, you're really not going to be effective. You're not you're not going to get anything done. And so, if I have meals that I that I know that might be challenging to catch, um, which isn't often anymore, but if I do, then I will I will simply drive them into a smaller corral i'll set up a catch pen might be a round pen whatever if i have to feed them in the in that pen i'll do it to draw them in um whatever whatever it takes to get them off of the big pasture and into a a, a controlled environment to where i can catch them that's what i'll do and and then from there it's easy then it's just basically playing the hook on game you know we made a whole dvd about hard to catch and i had after we made that video it basically shows how we catch three different mules in a round pen. A lot of people say, oh, I wish you would have made a video catching the pasture. Well, they didn't watch the video enough because I say it a bunch of times in that video that you're not going to teach them to catch out in the pasture. You need to be able to draw them into a smaller corral, and then you can get your stuff done. You can maintain, yep. like, you can get ev something done. everything. Yeah. Yep. When and you're then, out in a pasture and they can get so far away, yep. then you've lost any kind of yeah so it's just it's just and that's kind of common sense too like well draw it into a pen and then you can work from it there and i do the same thing with every meal that's hard to catch when i get them into the pen and, and if it's something if it's a corral i mean at least you know the biggest i'd say is 100 by 100 that's a pretty big corral but if you can get them to something uh, maximum size of that then you can get work done so okay well it's uh 
What else you got? Danny Haynes asked, how important is it to sack out a meal? Danny Haynes. Desensitizing? Yeah. Yeah. He's probably, yeah. So, uh, it's not that important, Danny. Um, we've talked about desensitizing before and you guys kind of know, uh, those of you that watch regularly, you kind of know my answer to this, but there's a lot of new people on here, so I'll talk about it. But <clears throat> you can't spend enough time getting them used to everything. You, you could spend the rest of your lifetime getting these meals desensitized to things, and they'll still see something new and still be scared of it. Also, desensitizing or sacking out is maybe a slightly counterproductive because I want my meals very sensitive of movement and the way you get that is by working on getting them centered we talk about that a lot getting them centered getting them broke to ride getting them to where they turn on the haunches turn on the forehand you stop you can back leg yield all these pieces of the puzzle um, right on course on loose rein all those pieces I your time spent on teaching that mule to be centered and stay centered is a lot more valuable than just desensitizing them to stuff. Now I do get them; they need to get used to stuff. For example, one piece the one piece of equipment that they absolutely need to be dull to um, and not scared of at all is the saddle. I don't want them. The, the saddle is just going to be a, a, a dead piece of equipment sitting on there. Now the communication that comes through the saddle needs to be sensitive. But just the saddle or just the saddle pad, they can get over that. Um, saddle bags, things like that. All those things, they can kind of get over. But I found that if you get them centered, you get these mules and these horses broke, that um, exposing them to those things is, is really simple. You know, um, The better your groundwork is, the better they're going to take a saddle. The better your riding work is, the better they're going to take you. You know, And uh, so that's my answer about that. I feel like the desensitizing stuff or obstacles and things are more of a test to see how... Exactly. Your mulemanship is yep. now, you know. So if you're working with a tarp on the ground, well, it's not about the tarp. It's kind of a test for you to see how well your mules tuned into you and yeah. all that. Uh, this last weekend, that clinic in California I was telling you guys about, um, mulemanship too, uh, at the end of the second day and half of the third day of class, we spent on uh, obstacles. And it was amazing on how many of those mules pushed and moved the people and didn't want to go, um, leaned and all these pieces. So, yeah, the obstacle or these things you want to desensitize to is your report card. It tells you, it, te- it gives you your grade. It tells you how you're doing. So I, I use that as a report card. All right, what's next? Okay, Kate Vassell asked. All right, Kate. She said, how do you handle allowing others to ride your mules, specifically people who don't know how to ride or don't have this same, like, um, um, you know, wanting to get them soft and all this. Basically, either your kids, someone else's kids, a friend just coming to pony yeah. ride, and you d- are almost offended when they don't want you to, to ride their mule. Yeah, well, I, mean, I, don't want. I don't like folks riding my mule. I Sky rode my mule today <laughs> and yesterday. And I... I knew it was coming. I just knew it when I read the question. Sky's ru- Oh, just, she asked. She's sorry. Ruined reality. I forgot the end of the question. She said, um, she said, you know, they're going to tug and yank and kick mm-hmm. and do all this nothing with feel. Does yep. it strongly set them back in their training? Yeah, that's a good question, Kate. You know, I don't like other people riding my mules. I really don't. I like, uh, you know, me and Sky riding our main mules. I like, that's what I like. Um, I don't like loaning my mules out. Maybe I'm selfish, I, but I don't like we it. We just really like our mules. I do, <laughs> I do. However, 
you know, Sky tells us a story about when she was growing up, and anytime Sky would invite friends over to ride her mules, what'd your dad make you do? Oh, we always had to tune them back up after they got off. Yeah, you told me <laughs> once that if if you rode them for an hour, your dad would make you go ride them for an hour, oh, yeah. or something like that. And um, so, so yeah, Kate, you know, it's the same thing with our even our children. So. Um, Sky and I will often ride Tina and Chrome. That's Ellie and Swayze's mules, and tune them up. And you got to keep you got to keep them tuned up. And also, you got to realize that if you're going to be borrowing your mules out, they're going to be at a different standard. Um, but at the same rate, your mule should be good enough that you could borrow it out and that they could get along with it. So, anyways, that's a hard one, Kate. Um, good luck. It is like when we have people ride once in a while. We'll have some, you know, friends come over, or cousins or something. And we usually say, okay, these are the rules, you know, yep. if you're going to ride our mule. Number one for Tina, don't let her eat on the yep. trail because if you let her do it once or twice, then your ride's going to be miserable or, you know, yep. things like that. And we, as long as they're going to listen to how we let them ri- how we ride, then they can ride. But if they're not going to do that, they're not going to be invited back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's got to be beyond pull left to go left, pull right to go right pull them to stop and pull them harder to go back it's got to be beyond that you got to have some higher standards there what else you got you got another one for me all right i see him see. coming on here you're gonna read them okay um jolene hurts <coughs> said jolene. i have a four-year-old mule that constantly chews on the bit is it because he's new to it should i get the teeth checked if it's just because he's new how long will it take for him to stop yeah jolene chewing on the bit is is a mind problem more so and more often than it is a mouth problem. Pretty simple. If their teeth are healthy, that's as far as you need to go as, with the chewing on the bit. As long as you're doing things right, you know. I, if they're chewing on the bit, for one, you know that they're a, snaff, they're a snaffle bit mule. There's no mule that chews and chomps and stuff that should progress out of a snaffle. So that needs to that needs to be you know consistent there. Um, but get the mind right, get the mouth right. That's one of my most favorite quotes from Ray Hunt. Um, get the mind right, get the mouth right. And uh, I've learned as time progresses and you get better at these things, you get them handier, you get them more centered, and you get these things going on that uh, that the chewing on the bit fades away. Um, and I've noticed often, that, well, every weekend in every clinic, the very first day there will be a bunch of meals chomping on the bit. But I'll notice by the last day, towards the end of their classes, their mules are sitting quiet. And it has nothing to do with them getting tired, but their brains are stimulated. And their brains are being, they're, they're being thoughtful. They're not, you know, when the mule is on the instinct, they chomp. Like today, riding that colt, oh, her monster's oh, okay. chomp, 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 chomp. But she was real, <laughs> real worried, real scared, high anxiety. And that's how it comes out in a lot of mules. And so, yeah, get the mind right, get the mouth right. Okay, I wanted to. I wanted to look. Mike Mache said, "I guess I have to ride Victory for nine hours now because it, uh, his daughter, <laughs> yeah, Krista, Mike, rode his if mule. Krista sees that she's gonna kick your butt. <laughs> his daughter rode his mule at the yep. clinic last weekend. Yeah, yeah, no, she has to ride the mule after you get yeah. off with the tune it up, Mike. No, okay, ready? Right. Yeah, hey, Dan Anderson from Australia is on here. Hey, okay, Jen right. Allen. We've got time for one more. Let's take okay. one more." Jen said, I've been working a lot on transitions, especially, or Foxy in particular. She has a hard time moving from a walk to a slow trot. Or wait, move into a slow trot from a walk. Yeah. She jumps to a big trot, and I feel like I have to slow her down every time. She's not out of control, just not the slow trot that I want at first. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't happen in the lope. She goes great into a slow lope. 
Yeah, that's a good question, Jen. I would put her into the fast trot for a long time, and I would do lots of lateral movements in the fast trot. So I would trot her fast. Um, you know, I know you you got your arena at home there. I would trot her fast. Actually, Jen has a giant, huge round pen, right? But um, but I would trot her fast, and I would do serpentines. I would do uh, figure eights, um, random turns, random movements on that high trot. Go fast, 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 fast. And then let her ease down after you've trotted a while. So basically, it's like other moves. You get them ready to trot slow. So if she's if she's got if she's full of it and wants to go, let her go. You can do a ton of stuff at that fast trot, Jen. You can do lots of good stuff. Use it up and then shift it back down and she'll slow down for you and it'll fit you a little bit better. That's a good question, Jen. I wanna give so. you one more. You want to give me one more? Yeah. All right. One, we'll take one more. I always will squeeze in one more. Yeah. Thing. All right. Okay. Sarah Bolgatz. All right, Sarah. She asked about saddling a colt if they continue to buck when going forward, like on the second, third, or fourth times that you saddle them. Would you try to stop the bucking or just let them continue until they stop on their own accord? That's a good question, Sarah. I would, I would in a session, I would saddle that mule up 20 or 30 times. If you can take it, if your arm can take it and your back can take throwing that saddle on, do it. Saddle them up. 20 or 30 times in one session. Um, we got a young mule here that we're, we're getting started on her saddle, and she's she's bucking dude. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yep. <laughs> she's me. just She's just troubled. It's funny because her, her cousin there, you know, we got we got Hannah and Dally, and Hannah's like, oh, it's a saddle. Who cares? And she she's, was like, she's uh, uh, yeah. okay, we're fine. But, yeah, she's just fine. And Dally, she don't want nothing to do with that saddle. And so, <laughs> anyways, the very first time we, we did it, um, in fact, she bucked so hard that she busted the riggy ring. And bucked the saddle right off, and that set her back really bad, because it's kind of like she said, "Oh, that's the release. That's how she. That's how we do it." It worked. And um, anyways, so but we saddled her. I mean, how many times I saddled her that day? A lot. On and off, on and off, on and off it went. So Sarah, lots of repetitions. Just let them sort it out. In the same session. Yeah, in the same session. I'm not talking about just saddle them once a day and call it. No, these colts that are that are real touchy, and there's some that are just prone to buck. Think about our two colts. You know, they both had the same groundwork that we've prepared them the same. Um, they've lived basically. They the lived same the same, lives. and Dally's just she's just touchy. She's that Pepto Boonsmall bloodline, and they they're they're touchy colts. You know, um, they sure are. So, anyways, but we'll work it out. But so Sarah, just stick to it. Keep saddling on and off. Um, you, so you put the saddle on, maybe your colt blows up and bucks. Just leave him be in there while he's bucking. Don't, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to make him move. You don't have to make him stop. Just let him sort it out. As soon as he stops bucking, go take the saddle off as quick as you can. Strip it right off. Walk out of the round pen. Walk back in one minute later or maybe two minutes later. Saddle him up again. He's going to buck again. Stay with it. Just let him, let him buck. Let him do whatever. As soon as he's done bucking, pull the saddle off. So you'll do that repetition 20 or 30 times until you saddle him and he doesn't do anything and then unsaddle him and put him away for the day that's great that's what i do so those have, are some good questions just to follow up to the desensitizing okay. one. he just said what about for a mule when we were talking about the desensitizing he said what about a mule that's really quick to kick yeah Any well different i do a little flag work i'll get uh on that that desensitizing question i'll do flag work and get them good around their legs if they're prone to kick but same thing, you, you get them those 
get the mind right and uh, you ask them to move, ask them to work, and it sorts itself out too. You know, the kicking fades away. They don't feel like they it's have like, to kick. It's like I got kicked. Uh, remember when I got kicked last month? Which and, time? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I got, I've got. i been kicked a couple times last month, but um, I was working a meal from Idaho. I think, I think, I don't know if Melissa's on here or not, but her meal kicked oh, yeah. me, kicked me in the hip, and it, sh- it sounded like a darn gunshot. It kicked me so hard, but luckily I, I got that thick leather around my... Uh, the Shaps. top of my shaps there around my belt and it kicked that and it kicked me hard um it didn't hurt after a minute <laughs> but uh <laughs> anyways what did i do about that i just i just kept my groundwork going i rolled the hinds away rolled the hind roll the front i did some serious lateral movements for a little while never did it again don't prove to them why they should be kicking you yep. don't get go whooping on them redirect those feet redirect them so anyways, those are some good questions today, folks. I sure appreciate all of you. Um, I would love it if you guys would uh, leave us a review on this Facebook page. Let us know what you think of these Meal Tip Tuesdays. If you uh, end up listening to this later on our podcast, Everyday Mealmanship with Ty Evans, then I would love it, especially on Apple Podcasts, if you leave us a, a five-star review and let us know what you think of it. But I'm sure grateful for all of you. I appreciate you being here. appreciate these great questions. Um, there's a lot of folks on here today that I'm looking forward to seeing you guys at some clinics coming up the the rest of this year so it's going to be good but anyways thanks for watching guys god bless you and we will see you next tuesday all right thanks